Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in your father's house? Even I am glad. Praise God. Uh, briefly, after the service, there's a request for all the usher men, only the men, to meet the leader outside the Bread of Life Fellowship. There's going to be a quick meeting for you soon as after the service. About a year ago, when I was asking the Lord, there was a word given to me to preach. And when the word was given, it took me one year to prepare it. Because every time I was thinking, what shall I talk? And I was afraid, Lord, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But last week, while the ushering meeting was on, I was still asking the Lord, is this what you want me to talk? And the Lord said, yes. He confirmed it last week. That that's the message he had given to me, but I kept it holding for a long time. And I thank God that he has given me an obedient heart to bring this word to you. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, it is your word. I pray that you will take your word today. Let it penetrate every heart, Master. That we will not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Father, I pray that the enemy will not snatch that word from them in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, that the word that you have for every child of yours will receive it and it will be their portion in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will take control of this time. Move in the hearts of your children. Touch us, Lord God. We need another touch. And Lord, let this word come from you. Hide me behind the cross, Lord God. Into your hands we commit ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my message this afternoon is, What do I bring to church? That's the title. What do I bring to church? There's some other title I see there. Generally, people bring all sorts of things to the church. We all bring different things to the church. And things which are natural. So let us look first. I want to see the natural things that we bring to the church. And... If you go and if you examine yourselves now, you'll find that you are having many things, one step lower, sister, many things in your bag that you will have, that you bring to church. And let us look at some of them. Number one is, we all bring our mobiles to church. Is there anybody without a mobile? Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We all bring our mobiles. Even if we don't bring our Bibles. Our mobiles are on the pocket. Maybe. It's a natural thing. I'm not, I'm not finding fault. Please, don't beat me up after service. I'm not finding fault. It's a natural thing, okay? Either we come into the, God, into the house of God, we have our mobiles off, or we have it on. But I'm only surprised is when we get a call, is God calling us that we run out of, our, out of this sanctuary to receive that call? For no reason, this time belongs to Him. This is God's time. You have all the time to give to the world. But why do we, we take God's time and give it to the enemy? Why do we do it? If we can just put off our mobiles for two hours, we are honoring God mightily. Amen? No, I'm not finding fault. There may be something important. My next point is, we bring juices into the sanctuary. We bring chocolates into the sanctuary. We bring our food. Our children don't have time to eat the food at home. Don't worry. Mama will bring the snacks into the sanctuary. We will feed you. We bring that into the sanctuary. Especially bringing loud toys. One day I seen a little baby walk. No, not this church. Okay, I'm, see, I'm talking about all the churches. You are good people. Don't worry. I see a little child walking and running in the church and she's going with this, you know, the toy in the shoe. Chip, pick, pick. And the mother says, how sweet that child is walking. I'm telling you, oh Lord, let that child stop walking now and sit quietly. We do that. It's a natural thing. It's a joy of every parent. And then some of us bring our chewing gum. And we bring the chewing gum. We don't know where to keep it. We put it under the chair. 
I have a very bad habit. Every time I sit down, I check my chair. I'll find a chewing gum. Thank God I've not been finding chewing gums in this chair for a long time. Some of us bring our books. And we have them hidden in our iPad. The moment we get bored up with a message, we open our iPad. Mama and Papa think that you're very fervently looking at the message. You're following, but you're reading nice stories. And you say, what a boring message. You're happy with that. Some of us, now not in this church, bring nail clippers. We, I have seen, I should not use the word we, I have seen cut nail clips in the flow. Not yet, but in the churches that I've been. It's disgusting. We bring it anyway. Some of us file our nails because the message is boring. I'm going to give you some surprising. Do you know, I have seen it with my own eyes. People have brought beer cans. I went for a funeral service and I was surprised to see whiskey bottles kept outside. And I seen a person, while the mass was going on, drinking whiskey. In 1985, when I walked into a church, people bring their cigarettes. They're not able to give up the bad habit. They go outside, have a quick puff and come back. They still have their cigarettes in their pocket. What about our dressing? Do we become a stumbling block in the way we dress for those weak brothers who are struggling in many areas? If we are invited, like Brother Lakin said, bless you, brother, if we were invited by, by the king or the, by the president to give a gift, will we give it in our left hand? If we are going to have an audience before the king, Sultan Kabus, how will we go dress before him? Sometimes we go dressed to church as if we are going for a picnic. Sometimes we come to church dressed as if we are coming for a ball. So how do we dress? Think of these things. Now these are natural things that we bring to church knowingly or unknowingly. Now let us go and look at some of the spiritual things that the enemy sows into our life that we bring into the church. We see in the natural, let us look at the supernatural. Number one, yes my sister, my sister the spirit of idolatry. The spirit of idolatry. Galatians 5 verse 20. Let us, we'll be looking at it. The verses are there. It says, idolatry, yes. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Now you might say, Brother Claudie, I have no idols in my life. Let me ask you a question. What is taking most of your time? What is taking most of your time? It's a little demigod that you have raised in your life, in your closet. What is taking most of your time has become an idol in your life. Number two, the spirit of pride and lust we bring into the church. It's found in 1 John 2.16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh mm. and the lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Pride of life. Pride of life. Is not of the Father. It's not of the Father. It belongs to who? But it's of the world. It's of the world. Have you seen that? Some of us, very little number, we continually sin. Knowingly, unknowingly. We are living in sin and we bring the enemy into the sanctuary. And then you have, we have the audacity to say, where are the workings of miracles in the body of Christ. Why we don't see it? We ask those questions. But unknowingly, we bring in those demons, those spirits, and we usher them into the church. The church is supposed to usher God's presence into the world, but the enemy takes those things, puts it into your life, and you usher them into the church. And then we wonder why there's no anointing. Some of us lust after everything that we see, whether we see it in the shop or we see that our, that our brethren having. Every time you want to buy something new because you see your brother having it, there's a lust of the eyes. Still, others walk with pride in their life just because God has anointed them, anointed them physically and spiritually. We have that pride that I could speak better, I could pray better, I could coordinate things better. I am better than everybody else. The third point, the spirit of anger, bitterness, harsh word and strife. These are spiritual things that we usher into the church. Knowingly, but many of times we do it purposely. Because we do, do, do not want to change. Ephesians 4.31, my brother. 
get rid of all bitterness ah get rid of all bitterness not some but all yes rage rage anger anger harsh words look at that harsh harsh words and slander and slander as well as all types of malicious behavior every type of malicious behavior the enemy knows our heart some people while leaving the house they are like fighting with each other while in the house getting the children ready they are screaming at them all the cursing words some of us drive abusing one another while we come to church some of us even after church also take the same thing when we enter the house also we are arguing and then we wonder why there's no anointing in the body my fourth point the spirit of rebellion it's taken from 1 samuel 15:23 a part rebellion is as bad as the sin of witchcraft rebellion look at that it's bad as the sin as witchcraft look how god compares rebellion yes my brother and stubbornness ah is as bad as worshiping idols look at stubbornness see the value god gives to stubbornness and most of this these two things are found in little children as they are growing up you find children very rebellious to their parents very stubborn you wonder where it comes from and god calls these two witchcraft and he calls them as worshiping idols my fourth fifth point is the spirit of malice and covetousness it's taken from uh, colossians 3:5 therefore put to death put to death it says your members which are on the earth the members which are on the earth okay fornication fornication uncleanness uncleanness passion hmm evil desire evil desires look at that and covetousness and covetousness many of us when we are alone the evil desires ponder over us so much we dwell so much and we say i am not sinning physically but we are sinning mouth with our thoughts we live with them and we enjoy it day after day month after month we keep coming to church hearing the gospel every time and we go back doing the same thing my sixth point is the spirit of stealing and lying we take it from mosia chapter 4 verse 2 you curse number 1 you curse and lie ah here comes lying and kill and kill and steal and steal and commit adultery and commit adultery there is violence everywhere with one murder after another you look at that we steal you say i don't steal brother i have never seen me stealing how can you say you i am stealing we steal from god we rob him of our tithe and offering and very strong it came today we rob him of our tithe and our offering how much how many people take something from the office even a sheet of paper we have no right to do that that belongs to caesar why can't we buy one packet of paper and keep in the house what about the photocopying that we want to do even that we do in the office and we come and we say i don't steal and you bring in that spirit here the spirit to steal and then you want to see the anointing flow how will the anointing flow my seventh point which is very prevalent now in this service i can see seven people sleeping and i'm going to show you number one the spirit of laziness the spirit now all of you will wake up now the spirit of carelessness and the spirit of slumber let us look at isaiah 56 verse 10 his watchmen are blind mm. they are all ignorant mm. his watchmen who are his watchmen children of god believers we are called as god's watchmen what are they number one they are blind number 2 they are all dumb dogs okay they cannot bark they cannot bark it means they cannot pray sleeping always sleeping lying down lying down loving to slumber loving to slumber the enemy number 1 blinds the minds of believers they are watchmen that's what the bible is calling them watchmen number 1 he blinds them number 2 he makes them ignorant of all spiritual things he makes them ignorant number 3 he takes away the desire to pray especially during vacation i know all of you can you can say that how many of us when you go on vacation you are so happy the first thing the enemy kills is your prayer life because he makes you so busy morning early you will find people coming to your house afternoon people are coming to your house night and we say i am doing ministry 
Where's your prayer life? Out of the window. We are singing all the hallelujahs. We are ministering to people. Personal prayer life, bye-bye, gone. He puts you to slumber. Now, then you come to church and you're gone to sleep. I just don't see seven about, around about seven brothers and sisters fast asleep with their mouths even open a little bit. The last point, demonic and familiar spirits. This is a dangerous place I'm touching now. It's taken from Leviticus 19.31. I want to show you something very dangerous. Regard not them that Mm. have familiar spirits. Uh Don't regard them who have familiar spirits. Neither seek after wizards. Wizards. Now, how many of us? Yes, brother, continue. To be defiled by them. Don't be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Thy God. Amen. Many of us, we love reading the horoscope column. We do it for fun. The enemy makes you read it, and then the enemy makes you ponder over it. And there is a new trend of Christians looking after prophets who are coming and asking the prophet, did God tell you anything? And he looks at you, he says, here's an idiot. Now let me tell him and what his ears want to hear. He will say nice things and you're very happy. Prophet has spoken. There are deceiving spirits, familiar spirits that are deceiving children of God. First we have seen the natural, then we've seen the supernatural which the enemy brings. Now the question is, let us look at what the Holy Spirit helps us to bring into the sanctuary. Amen? Let us turn to Psalm 100. We'll read the five, first five verses. Psalm 100. Next slide, my sister. Yes, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Come before His presence with singing. Amen. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. God. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. Can I hear a amen for that? Psalm, this psalm describes how worship is going to be in the future, when the Lord Jesus comes to reign with us. We are not in that glorious days as yet, but, but we as a family of God, we are now getting ready, and we are as commanded, we are supposed to do certain things. We'll find from Hebrews chapter 10 verses 25 quickly. And let us not... Neglect our meeting Number together. Number one, don't neglect meeting together. As Number some people do. Okay. But encourage and warn each other. Number one, encourage them. After you encourage them, if they don't get encouraged, what do you do? You warn them. Okay? Especially now that the day of his coming hmm. back again is drawing near. Amen. Now we are going to look at verse 1 and 2. The first thing that the Holy Spirit helps us to bring into the presence of God, into the church, is bring the right spirit. The first point is bringing in the right spirit. And we will look at verse 1. It says, uh, we are told, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, keep, uh, keep the psalm open, Psalm 100. We'll be talking, meditating upon Psalm 100 right now. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So the first thing is, uh, shouting spirit is asked for of us. Now first if you look, the word make. This word means make music. It refers to singing. The second one, it says joyful. This word means make a public confession of your, the attributes that, God deserve, that we have to give unto God. Third, it says make a noise. If you look, make a noise. This word basically means like how Brother Lakin said, let us shout an hallelujah. We are supposed to make a loud cry. That's what it means. When we put all these three together, the psalm is saying, we shall raise up an anthem of praise and shout unto the Lord. Amen? Psalm 40 verses 1 to 3. Psalm 40 verses 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. 
He has given me a new song. He has given me a new song. The verse says, because he has taken me from the pit, he has drawn me, he has washed me, and now he has given me a new song to sing. A hymn of praise a to our God. A hymn of praise. I will have a song when I come into the presence of God. I'll have a hymn of praise when I come into the sanctuary. Many will see what he has done. And then when and I go he, forth out, many people will see what and, he has done in my life. And be astounded. And be surprised. Because I have a new song. When we call for testimonies, do we have a new song for God every day? Or we have to drag you and say, can you give a testimony? Testimony days are gone. My second part is, verse 2a, a serving spirit. A serving spirit. See the word service says, read the second verse, a part brother. Psalm 100. Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. If we are called serve, the other meanings of service. To be a servant. You were a servant of the enemy when you were in the world. But now you are a servant of the living God. No matter what he says, I will serve him without any question. 1 Corinthians 6.20 brother. For ye are bought with a price. I was bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. So therefore, because I was bought at a price, now I will glorify God with my Body. Now when it says body, which are the parts of your body that you will glorify God? I will glorify God with my eyes, that my eyes will not crave after the things of the world, but now my eyes will crave after, after the things of God. I will glorify God with my body, that my hands will be lifted up. When I am asked to pray, I will lift up my hands. I will glorify God in my body. When I know there is a place for me to testify of God, I will run to that place. I will glorify God in my body, that my heart will sing praises unto to him all the days of my life and that's what I will do when I glorify God in my body. Amen? Amen. Yes my brother. And in your spirit. And in your spirit. And now I will not only glorify God in my body that my spirit also will start to glorify God. Day after day I will be worshipping God in the spirit. Amen? Which are God's. Which are God's. Amen? Some people will not like me telling you this, but I got something which is, which you are going to hear, which is going to be more surprising. It says that we are to serve Him with gladness. There should be gladness when we serve God. Do we have joy serving God? Or we do it just because we are asked to do it? Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad ah. when they said to me, ah. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Are we glad to come into the presence of God? Do we have to be dragged out of the bed? Do we have to be put a toothbrush in our hand to brush our teeth to come? Does somebody have to say, can I come and pick you up? Or do we call and say, can you come and pick me up? There is nobody to take me to church, I am not going. We will ask one minister to come and take you next time. We don't want to come. Somebody, why is the cell leader never called and asked me if I am coming to church today? Why can't you call the cell leader and say, can you pick me up? I need transportation. And that's what we are here for. We are here to serve you. That's the reason God has put us here. The second verse, B, a singing spirit. The verse says, a singing spirit. Come before his presence with, with singing. singing. How hard we find for us to sing. How hard it is for us to clap our hands. When you say somebody clap your hands, that's the time we got our hands in the pocket. Looking where, the, where, where is the offertory? Is it in this pocket or in this pocket? What have I kept in this pocket? What have I kept in this pocket? One day a person was searching for his offertory. He never knew. He put his hand in the right pocket, took some money without looking, put it into the bus ticket. That he put into the offertory. He never knew what he had. Because he had, two, he had money in one pocket, he had the bus, bus ticket in another pocket. We do not know. My third point is bring the right submission. Bring the right submission. We have seen the right spirit. We are going to see bringing in the right submission. Now let me ask you a very hard question now. I am sorry this afternoon I am coming with hard questions. Who your God is? I want you to ask yourselves this, this question. Don't ask your neighbor please. Ask yourself this question. Who 
your God is. Is your God the God of the Bible? And if you get, I'm not sure, then there is time for you to turn to the Lord. Amen? Is your God the God of the Bible? Ask yourselves. Who is your God this afternoon? Is my question. You might wonder why I'm asking you this question. Where is your time spent most? Where are you giving your attention most? Where are you giving most of your money? If you have the answer to this question, you will know where your God is. Check on your time. Check on your money. Check on the time you spend on your attention. And that's where your God is. Have you acknowledged the God of the Bible as your Lord this afternoon? My second point, submit to the purpose of God. Submit to the purpose of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 10, brother. But whatever I am now, whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out His special favor on me. Ah, if I am the pastor, if I am the leader, if I am the elder, if I am the CEO, if I am the manager, it's not because of what I am, it's because of what God has Poured into me. Yes, my brother. And not without results. And not without results. Yes. For I have worked harder than all the other apostles. I have worked harder. Hmm. Yet it was not I. It was not I. Let us never take credit for where we are in the natural world, where we work, whether in the church. We will never take credit of it. Yes, brother. But God who was working through me. It was God who was working through me. And that's the reason we have to say... It is only by the Lord and not by my own strength. Amen? Without Christ, we are all zeros and not heroes. Without Christ, we only become zeros and not heroes. We should realize that God saved us for a purpose. He didn't redeem us to keep us out of hell. Many people think, I am saved, I am out of hell, I am very happy. Bad news, be careful. He didn't redeem us so that we could have a good feeling now and then. Hallelujah, ten times we are on our way to heaven. My brothers and sisters, He didn't save you so that you could be happy and forget about your loved ones who are not saved. He saved you so that you could serve Him. Amen? Ephesians 2.10, brother. Ah. For we are God's masterpiece. Mm. He has created... Amen. One minute, brother. What are you? I want you to tell your neighbor, I am God's masterpiece. Now you told your neighbor that, no. Now tell your neighbor, you are God's masterpiece. And I want you to pray that all the days of your life, my neighbor shall be God's masterpiece all the days of your life. Don't go home and say, God, make me the masterpiece. Pray for your brother. God, make my pastor, make my brother the masterpiece of yours. Amen? Yes, brother. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. You are created not as Claudie, but in Christ. Yes, my brother. So that we can do the good things. Ah, you are called to do, my brothers and sisters, good things. Not bad things. Not slandering, but good things. He planned for us long ago. And this was planned long ago before you were even created, before you were formed in your mama's belly. He was called you to do good things. Ask yourself, what was the good thing that you did last week that you came into the sanctuary that you can say, Lord, this week I did this, this, this good for somebody. Or you're going to say, Lord, I brought an iPad for myself. I have seen a new computer for myself, a new iPhone. Lord, thank you. You have blessed me and I am highly favored. What was the good thing you did in the last one week? Ask yourself that question. James chapter 2, verse 18. Now, someone may argue. Ah. Some people have faith. Ah. Others have good deeds. Mm. I say, mm. I can't see your faith if you don't have good deeds. But I will show you my faith through my good deeds. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You seen that? That's the secret. If you say you have faith... Also show your good deeds with along with that. Amen? Uh, my third point is submit to the promise of God. Submit to the promise of God. It says, we are his, the sheep of his pasture. This statement simply says, we are his sheep. That's the reason uh, David was able to recognize this and he wrote Psalm 23. 
We have to get this nailed down in our hearts. Psalm 23. We have to say, Lord, you are my shepherd. And I am your sheep. If you say that you are God's sheep, then you will fear nothing. Amen? You will fear nothing. Even if your job goes, you will not fear. Even if there's ten accidents ahead of you, you will not fear. Even if there's a plague rising there, you will not fear. Even if thousand falls on your left, ten thousand on your right, you will not fear in Jesus' name. Romans 8.28 And we know that God causes everything to work together. Everything to work together. For the good of those who love God. For the good of those who love God. No matter what is happening around you. My God is working out good for me in in the circumstances. Amen? And are called according to His purpose. For His purpose alone that all these things are working out. To the glory of God alone. Amen? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation Mm. be without covetousness. Let your conversation be without any covetousness. Hello brother, where did you get that car? Oh nice. Baby, we have to buy the same car. Do you know that? It's nice. Look at it. But he doesn't look good in it. I think if I sit, the wife will say, Honey, if you sit, the car will look better. He doesn't have any hair on his head. Your hair, nice and long. Fantastic. The car suits you and it will suit us. Covetousness. Sister's got a good dress. You make sure you buy that for my birthday, okay? No birthday, no gift, no food. Simple. Wives threaten husbands with that, you know. You won't see good, you won't see cooked food for one week. Only fridge food. Till you get the next gift. Don't be blaming my wife. My wife doesn't do that now. <laughs> Everyone will go and ask my wife, what are you giving him a, a fridge food? That's the reason he's coming to the pulpit and saying that, no, no, I am blessed and highly favored by my wife. Amen. I wa- I'm going to show you now something very surprising. Are we submissive? I want you to ask yourself, are you submissive? I've taken this word submission and I've compared it with a doctor and a pastor. No, not Pastor Abraham. Okay? Because sometimes there are words you might go and catch him after service. Pastor, be ready with everything that I'm going to say now. They will catch you. I'm going to compare a doctor with a pastor. The doctor says, come fasting tomorrow morning because we have some tests to be done for you. And, the doc- and you say, doctor, what time shall I come? Doctor says, from 12 to 6, by 7 o'clock we will do. Shall I fast even by 9 o'clock because you can have better tests on me? Coming Friday you come to church. Pastor says, next Friday we are going to have fasting and pray. And he says, he has no other work. My health doesn't permit me to pray, fast. I will come with partial fasting. What he understands what I am going through in life. Then we go back. The doctor says, I'm scheduling your child's operation tomorrow by 6 o'clock. And the whole night we are, we are awake. What? Interceding and praying for the operation. All night we are praying. We come next week. Pastor says, next week is vigil night. Be prepared. And you say, my health doesn't permit me to stay awake the whole night. If I stay awake till 12 o'clock, I can't stay awake the next day. I will drop dead even the service. The, the doctor says, please disrobe your, your clothes without a question. He only says, disrobe your shirt. We say, can I take off my pant also, doctor? Check me completely. I only want to check your chest. Why don't you check down also, doctor, for me? We say, we come to church on Friday. Pastor says, please dress modestly and come. We say, he's getting too personal now. You see that, how he's talking about, why is he looking at me? You are supposed to look at me. Why is he looking? Tell him to go look at his own wife. We will say that. The doctor charges us outrageous fees. We complain about the doctor. And yet when we get sick again, we go back to the doctor. Brother Leslie, see what's wrong with me again. If Brother Leslie is too expensive, we'll find some other doctor and we'll go there. We don't mind spending extra. But the next day, when you come to church, pastor says, we need to pay tithes, there is something coming up. We say, now this church is getting too greedy. Honey, this is not the right church. Every time, tithes and offering, tithes and offering. You'll find Brother Lakin talking about tithes. You'll find Sudhir talking about tithes. Everyone, all elders come there and talk about tithes only. Let us leave this church. This is not a good church. We go to the doctor's office. Doctor says, my friend, you need to, you need to do a treadmill test for 10 minutes. 
we need to take your heart, heartbeat and see if everything is okay. You will tell the doctor, 10 minutes is enough, I can run even another 5 minutes. Make sure that all the tests come. Make sure that the machine is working also properly, doctor. And while we are running on the treadmill, we are praying, Lord, nothing should be wrong with me. Nothing. Then we come to the house of God on Friday. The pastor says, let us jump and dance and sing for the Lord. And we say, this is too much. I can't take this. How dare he ask me to jump? Even Jesus will not ask me to jump. But he's telling me to jump. This is too personal, baby. This is a bad place. He asks you to run 10 minutes. You say 15 minutes. Pastor asks you to jump for a few minutes. You say, that is too much for you. You will lose your weight. The doctor says, you have an appointment at 10, 12, at 11.30. And you say, honey, we have to make sure that we are there at 11 o'clock because the traffic is too much. Vatikabi traffic, very bad. We'll be there by 11 so that there will be people not ahead of us, but they will be behind us. We come to church, pastor says, next week we have to make sure we are there at 11.30. We land at 12 o'clock. Why, pastor? There's too much of traffic. You don't understand that. That's the reason we heard that. Come in time. Come in time. And then we don't mind other people sitting in front of us. But in the doctor's office, we want to be the first one. In God's house, we want everyone else to be ahead of us. And then we say, I love you, Lord. We say that. The doctor says, please lie down and relax. I need to do some tests. He's asking you to relax. Even if you go to sleep, no problem. I will examine you. You are wide awake, Lord. Anoint his hand. Anoint his mind that he will do the right test on me. Give him wisdom, knowledge and understanding. We are awake the whole time that he's testing us. We come there, the man of God says, now we are going to have the man of God coming to give the word of God. By then this man of God comes to give the word of God, you are already started to sleep. Do you know how sad it is when I see about seven people sleeping? How pitiful. And then when, when the enemy puts you on the stretcher, you are wide awake. It's true. It's true. That time all the intercession takes place. All the Hail Marys, all the Our Fathers, everything we call. We forget our prayers, we call other prayers also. The doctor will say, there's nothing I can do anymore, my friends. You have to take the patient and go home. And then we say, I will look high and low that this man should live. We come to the house of God and the man of God says, only God can help you. And we give up so easily and we say, let her die at this, at last she's going. When he says nothing can be done, you go to other doctors. When the pastor says, only God can help you, you have no faith. Your faith is gone. You run after the doctors. The doctor says, let us try some new medicines and see if these medicines work. If these medicines don't work, we will try something else. And you say, great doctor, you'll write the list of all the medicines that he's giving you. And what about the other medicines? If they don't work, no problem. And we go to the internet, we check all those things. What are the allergies of it? If it scratches a little bit, maybe it's the medicine. We go back and read because it's itching here. Hairs will be falling naturally. We think the hairs are falling because the, the medication is wrong. You come to the house of God. The man of God gives you the, the promise of the week. Before you can go out of the church, the promise of the week is gone. Does anybody know what's the promise of week last week? Leave last week. I'm sorry, forgive me. Does anybody know what's the promise of today? Thank you. Somebody wrote it down? Thank you. How many of us take that promise and every day say, Lord, this was the promise that was given to me. And you are not a liar. I am going to meditate on this today. And he will give you that promise and you will hold on to that promise and go forth day after the day. Then you go to the net and see what this promise has for you. You go to the Bible and study the Bible and see what does this promise have for me. We forget the promises and all the medicines we study. Even the small writings at the bottom we study. That will only be the, uh, the various manufacturers. That also we study. My last point. Bring in the right sacrifice. We've seen bring the right spirit. Number two, we've seen bring the right submission. And now we're going to see bring the right sacrifice. We are seeing it from verse 4 and 5, my brother. Psalm 100. Enter into his gates ah. with thanksgiving. Ah. And into his courts with praise. With praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Amen. In the Old Testament, the priests were afraid to enter the presence of God. They were afraid if they had not confessed their sins, 
The consequence is death. How many of us have that same fear when we come into the house of God? Do we have that fear? And we say that is for the Old Testament, New Testament, no problem. I can go and do what I want, come in when I want, nothing. Nothing will happen. No fear. Read Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7, brother. But only the high priest entered the inner room. And that only once a year. Only once a year because of fear. If he entered every day, every high priest will be dead. So he entered only once a year. He had to prepare himself for that whole year. We come every week the same way we came. We go back, collect some more dirt, more sin and come back again and again. Over again. Take communion continuously. Over and over again is being said about the communion. Prepare yourself. We don't because nobody can see. And we come and stand here, take communion and we go. Yes, my brother. And never without blood. And never without blood, yes. Which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. We thank God for the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Amen. If that blood was not shed on Calvary, we will all be crucified every day now. Hanging on the cross. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 10 to 14, brother. Quickly. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for I want, all. I want you to uh, underline that word once for all. Yes, brother. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Mm. But this man, mm. after he had offered one sacrifice... Ah, mark that word one. So we have, there are two words that you need to mark. Once and one. Yes, my brother. After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, mm. sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. One death, one offering is finished. Everything done on the cross. But there is still one sacrifice that God needs us to give every day, every time. There is still one sacrifice that is required. And do you know what's that sacrifice? It's in Psalm 100, the last two verses. Verses 4. Enter his gates. Ah, there's a sacrifice that we all have to give every time. Enter into his gates with, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. And into his courts. With, with praise. praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and then I will enter his courts with praise. praise. The gates are kept to keep people away. But he says, now I open the gates so that you can enter. At once you were my enemy, but now I have opened the gate. Now I have called you my child. And after opening the gate, now you can enter my court. With what? So when I come, I will come with praise. And when I come, I will come with thanksgiving to bless His name. I will not have any more fear. Nothing. Because I am going to enter into the throne room of grace. Which the priest went once a year. But I can come anytime I want. Hallelujah. We are called to enter His courts with praise. That's the reason. Don't be shy when you come into God's presence to dance. Don't be shy to clap your hands. Don't be shy to jump because you are in the presence of God. God has commanded it to be done. Amen? Amen. Verse 5, brother. For the Lord is good. Mm. For the His, Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. Not one time. It is everlasting. And His truth. And His truth. Endureth to all generations. Amen. We see three things here. Number one, praise God for His goodness. We need to praise God for His goodness. God is good all the time. Not sometime. Not when you are good. Not when you are bad. No, doesn't matter what circumstances you are going through. God is good. Amen. Number two, we praise Him for His grace. He has saved us. His mercy is everlasting. Look at that verse. His mercy is everlasting. We, you and I, actually deserve judgment. We deserve punishment. But it was because of His grace that He sent His Son on the cross. 
It's because of His grace that He shed His blood for you and me. It's because of His grace we stand here in His courts of praise, worshipping Him. Amen? When God put Jesus on the cross, He didn't see Jesus. He's seen you and me hanging on that cross. He's seen our sins nailed upon that cross. That's the reason we have that boldness to come into His presence. Amen? My third point is, praise God for His guarantee. God has given us a guarantee. And what is that guarantee? God has told, truth endureth to all generations. Not one generation, to all generations. Brethren, not a single word of God will fail in your life in Jesus' name. You see, God cannot lie. You know that it's written in the books of Hebrews chapter 18. He is not a lie. He will tell you, when He tells you that He loves you, you can count on it. Amen? When He tells you that He will save you and take you through, you can count on it. When He tells you that He will take care of your needs, you can count on it in Jesus' name. When He tells you that I'm coming back to take you home, you can count on it in Jesus' name. When He tells you that I will keep you safe from all harm, you can count on it in Jesus' name. Amen? I want to conclude quickly, because we are going to do something different today. We are going to spend some time in worshipping God. We are going to enter into His gates with thanksgiving. We are going to enter His courts with praise. We are going to say, Lord, this is the day. I will quickly ask the choir to come, for, come quickly and take your places. Are we bringing the right sacrifice into the house of God? Are we bringing the right sacrifice? I would like Brother Lakin, Matthew and Rajiv to stand on my sides, please. Are we bringing the right sacrifice? Has the Lord spoken to you of an area that you need to change this afternoon? If the Lord has spoken, I'm not speaking a good message for your ears, for your tinkling ears, but as the Lord ministered to you today, are you finding it difficult in certain areas of your life, to coming to church, finding it difficult to praise God the way you like to praise God? Are you finding it difficult to live a holy life? Then you need to deal with that today in Jesus' name. This is the day. God, God is asking you to deal with it. Maybe you have never been saved. Maybe you have not known Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day for you to make up your mind and say, God, I want you into my life. I want to give my life to you. I want to come back. I don't know what it is to be saved. I want to surrender my life totally unto you. Today is the day. I don't know what's the situation of your heart today. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit knows. And that one thing He knows, He's calling out to you. Amen. Let us stand up and rise. I'll call the three leaders to come forward. If we can have your mics, please. Are we bringing the right sacrifice? Is the question. Are we bringing the right praise? Are we bringing the right submission to God? Let us search our hearts. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving. And let us sing it the way we mean it. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. 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 I will rejoice for He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. I will enter His gate. I will enter His gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His court with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has I will rejoice for He has made me glad. 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 I will rejoice for He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. Let's sing, Our Lord God. Our Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy great power. Our Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy outstretched hand. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too difficult for Thee. Hallelujah. 
when I look into your holiness. As we are about to sing the next song. Hallelujah. We will sing Praise it and I Jesus. call Pastor Sean to come also. Look into the holiness of God. Time of prayer. And see no matter what be the situation, whichever area you think you are struggling in, I want you to take that to the Lord and say, Lord, I am struggling in this area. Today you have spoken to me. Change me. I want to bring the right sacrifice from today onwards. Not from next week, but from today onwards, Lord. Change my heart. When I look into your holiness. When I look into your holiness. When I gaze upon your loveliness. When all things that around become shadows in the light. When I find the joy, when I find the joy of reaching your heart, when your will becomes enthroned in my life, when all things that surround me become shadows in the light of you. Worship Him. Give God all the glory. Celebrate His faithfulness as a good God. Give Him all the glory that is due to Him. All generations from one to another shall praise Your name. Celebrate Him. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. The same yesterday, today, forevermore. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The reason we live, the reason we have our being, Jesus, Lako this morning service because yesterday here we dwelt on a mystery called understanding the miracle power of thanksgiving 
Brother Claudio was not here. Amen. He was not here. Everything we said is everything he has said. That's why I know that your life and my life must turn around. In the name of Jesus. I am humble as if I should be weeping. Because that is the mind of God for you, for me, for this church in this hour. And I just want us to sing this song. We are not praying. We are just giving God thanks. Why? Let the people praise thee. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. Say, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield forth her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. You are entering the fearful order of God's blessings from today. In the name of Jesus. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. Oh, somebody sing. over my life, for your mercies over my children, for your mercies over my health, over my finances, for your mercies over this church, for making me who I am today, for bringing me into the best of your blessings. Thank you, Lord. 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 Blessed be your name. In Jesus mighty name. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify your name. Thank you for making your mind known to us this hour. Thanksgiving is the lifestyle of the wise. It is wisdom to give thanks to you. It is a good thing to give thanks to you. And who is it that we harm us? If we be doers of that which is good. Thank you Lord because everything is falling into place in our lives from today. 
The Bible says the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Say, yea, I have a goodly heritage. Our heritage in you, Lord, is falling into places for us. Everything is working in our favor. Things are turning around for us. This week shall be the best week of our lives. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Thank you, Father. To you alone be all the glory. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Let's just share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now, as you go, thank the Lord, because He has made you See what is there inside your heart. Now it's up to you and me to change. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the last song that we sing. Go, my people, go. Amen. Go, my people, go. The harvest is ready. I send you to buy two, don't be concerned. What will I say? What will I do? For I am with you. Yes, I am with you. Go in my name. Go, my people, go. The harvest is ready. I send you to buy two, don't be concerned. What will I say? What will I do? For I am with you. Yes, I am with you. Go in my name. Go in my name. Go in my name. God bless you. Thank you.